All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's something that you, you put into your dog's food. I, I, I can't tell you the difference that is made in my dog's life. Do you kind of sprinkle on top or do you like mix it in? Oh, I just put it on top. Yeah. My wife insists he won't eat it if uh, if you don't mix it in. And I'm like, yeah, he does. I never <laughs> mix it in. Yes, he does. And But she also, because we give him an egg every day. And yesterday she's nice. like, I got to boil him an egg. And I'm like, no, you don't. He can eat it raw. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, she's like, he won't eat it raw. And I went, really? Watch this. Click. <laughs> You know, broke an egg into his dish, put the rough greens on it, and he lapped it up. Uh, a really big difference in your dog. Try Rough Greens. has all the stuff that they need, really all the stuff that your body needs, and they love it. Love it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Big, 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 big show today. Stand by. Welcome to the program. There is a lot going on. GameStop. Who would have ever thought GameStop could be a linchpin in our system? What is going on with GameStop and the stock market and these big hedge funds? I personally think it's the Bubba effect. I'll explain and we'll explain this whole situation and what it might mean uh, coming up in, uh, in just a second. Also... The DHS has just activated the domestic terror alert. First time that they have done this since we killed uh, the, uh, what's his name, over in Iran. Remember? Yeah, Soleimani. When we killed him, we alerted, the DHS alerted this domestic terror alert. We knew why then. We don't know why now. Nobody seems to tell us. Uh, I want to actually read that report because something is very, very wrong uh, and you need to know about it. Also, Dave Rubin is going to be on the show. Who else? We got a long list of really, really important guests. Oh, the, the, the dad who his video has gone viral. He stood in front of the city council and said, enough is enough. Open up the damn schools. He's on with us as well. Huge show. Don't miss a second. We begin in 60 seconds. All right. Gosh, he is so scary. Did you see him? I mean, he can move things with his mind. Kylo Ren is scary. Uh, I want you to do something for me. Find time in your busy schedule today. Just take a little time to check out Patriot Mobile. I know the idea of changing mobile services is like a nightmare, right? No, it's not. Not with Patriot Mobile. And it will save you money. Okay. It's going to be a lot cheaper for you and your family. Unlike some of the big mobile companies like Verizon, Patriot Mobile also is not donating and working against you. 
and working for leftist causes. Here's the thing. Switching to Patriot Mobile isn't hard. In fact, it's incredibly easy, especially right now. You're going to get the same level of service that you get with your current mobile provider. Probably better customer service, I think. Literally all that is stopping you from a better and more satisfying mobile experience is you just taking a couple of minutes and calling 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. You're going to thank me later. This month, you'll get Premier Activation for free. They set everything up. Also, you're going to get a special gift uh, if you use the promo code Glenn. And I will tell you that once you get the gift, you will realize the difference between Verizon and Patriot Mobile. Lower price, the values you believe in, the same great coverage, it's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck, 972-PATRIOT. Welcome to the program. Dave Rubin joins us in about an hour from now. Pat Gray in 30 minutes. We still don't have a definitive answer for why the equivalent of two military divisions occupied Washington, D.C. for the inauguration and why 5,000 troops still remain. Can we get an answer on this? Will somebody tell us why we do not want to normalize American troops in our cities? FBI Director Ray said they're monitoring threats online that showed armed riots would descend on D.C. and state capitals all over the country. Well, we didn't see a single riot on Inauguration Day. Not one. Well, I mean, besides the riots in Oregon from Antifa so and Seattle, why are we still seeing the troops patrolling Washington? Are they, are they waiting for ghost riders? Ghost rioters. Is that is that what it is? We were talking about this uh, after the show yesterday and in the middle of this uh, production meeting with my producers, an email came through from the Department of Homeland Security. It is their first national terrorism advisory under the Biden administration. And it is the first um, it is the first national terrorism advisory since our action with Iraq, I'm sorry, Iran, it went into effect yesterday at 11 a.m. Here it is. I'm going to read it verbatim. The acting secretary of Homeland Security has issued a national terrorism advisory system bulletin due to a heightened threat environment across the United States, which DHS believes will persist in the weeks following the successful presidential inauguration. Information suggesting that some ideologically motivated violent extremists with objections to the exercise of governmental authority and the presidential transition, as well as other perceived grievances, check out the last part, fueled by false narratives, could continue to mobilize to incite or commit violence. Do you see where this is going? Extremists 
extremists and false narratives. All right, extremists are going to be identified on 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 broad terms. This is this is why we said Patriot Act really bad idea because all they have to do is relabel you terrorists. And everybody mocked that. I'm not going to be labeled a terrorist. I said, you, you don't know. Remember, the Constitution protects you for the future. It's not the guys that are necessarily in office today. You hold these truths to be self-evident, and then you stand as a guardian and a sentinel around those truths. Even if you have a great guy or a great a group of people in Washington because you don't know when conditions change who people will vote for. And it is only the Constitution that stops those people from becoming dictators and becoming a destructive force for freedom. Well, we're here now. Um, extremists being identified now in a broad and vague way and the false narratives, whether from social media, news networks, podcasts, or anywhere else they'll find them, will be shut down. Now, reading through their examples of domestic violent extremists, see if you can think of who they might be looking at. Here are a few that were mentioned. Uh, domestic violent extremists that have an opposition to immigration policy, have anger over COVID-19 restrictions, are angry over the 2020 election results. If you fall into any of those categories, you are now a person of interest for the uh, federal government. Is that, is that right? Is that what we're doing now? This advisory lasts until April 30th. I bet it gets extended, but they say it's going to last until April 30th. Stu, I brought in a chair from the Mercury Vault. This is a chair my wife uh, won't allow me to have in the house, and I don't even want it in the house. I bought it for one reason. If you're watching us on Blaze TV, let me just explain it. It's like a... You know, it's like a, a, a stool that you would find at a table, like you remember the old show Cheers. You know, it's just a wooden chair. You've seen one like this a million times, except on the arm uh, rests, there are leather straps. This is obviously a chair where if you sit down, somebody is strapping you in and you're not going anywhere. It's what's underneath the seat that is important to me. Show the underside of this seat. And I don't know if our cameras can zoom in uh, tight enough, uh, but you will see the German Iron Eagle. And, it, and in German, it roughly translates to the Department of Homeland Security. This chair was a chair for those who uh, were persons of interest. When the Germans got together, and thanks to when the Germans got together uh, and decided that they had domestic terrorists, they wanted to make sure that they sat there for that questioning. Now, I am not saying that that's what's happening with DHS. I'm saying that's what can happen. We have to learn from the mistakes of the past. 
And we have to all be very, very careful. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to exercise this power because if you're not in power, you've set the precedent and the next side will do it to you. We are not a country that does this to each other. I mean, it's amazing. The two biggest things that have happened this year are two things that have split our nation apart. And yet, I believe we are almost unanimous in our condemnation of it. What are the two big events this year, Stu, that have split us apart that we were unanimous on? Uh... George Floyd. Uh-huh. George Floyd. Everybody said the same thing. Really that bad. Horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Okay. What happened? It was used politically and it split us apart. Right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, and I, re- I remember it wasn't that long ago, even though it seems like 100 years, it wasn't that long ago this summer that we were all saying, we agree. We agree. Why are you looting cities? We agree. <laughs> Stop the violence. Stop the violence with bad cops. Stop the violence of destroying property. Quick thought. Maybe even if we disagree, you shouldn't loot cities. Yes. That's just a quick, that's a random <laughs> yeah, thought. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. So uh, what was the next event? What was the other event? <sighs> There's a couple that popped to mind. I mean, obviously the January 6th thing, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, also, I think, argue with uh, coronavirus, right? I mean, yeah. you know, there yep. was uh, people agreed that we all want that to go away. Right. And then, it beca- divide us. and then it became political, mm-hmm. which is clear now because all of a sudden when Biden gets in, he's doing exactly the same plan as Donald Trump was doing. They're touting the same exact uh, uh, cure, if you will. Um, they're not moving any faster. In fact, now there's just a bunch of red tape and it looks like it's slowing down. Uh, and. And all of the cities in the states that were so draconian are now saying, oh, you know what? We need to open up this whole thing. We agreed on. We just it became political and then it went to into a nightmare. And the last one, the one I was thinking was January 6th. What happened in the Capitol? We all disagree with all of us. Ninety nine percent, I will bet. All of us disagree. We think it was horrible. Shouldn't have happened. I don't want it to happen again. And I'm fine with those people being arrested and going to jail. And yet. All of those who voted differently are now being lumped in with those people on the Capitol. No, that's not who we are. And it is time for reasonable people to have reasonable conversations. It's interesting. I'm, I'm doing a, an interview today with the guy who wrote the book Extraterrestrial. He is one of the top scientists uh, in the world. And if you read his book, he says we've had our first visitation from extraterrestrials. And he says he has evidence. Now, he is saying, I can't prove it. He said, but I think we should look into this because what happened here last year defies all physics. So either we're wrong about physics or we were just visited by something extraterrestrial. Um, And 
what's interesting is the book is, I think, less about the visit and more about how science is no longer science. That if you have an unpopular position, you're shouted down. And he all he's asking for is a reasonable conversation. He's like, why can't we have a conversation? He said, we talk about the multiverse in science as if it's fact. We, we, we don't even have any evidence of the, uh, the multiverse. What we have is a bunch of theories about it because we can't explain something. The multiverse, that's cool. But in space, we say there's something else out there and we can't talk about it. We're entering a very dangerous place and reasonable people need to start coming together. Yesterday, um, I told you about Peter. Peter, what, what was his uh, last name? <laughs> here? Peter Von Ham. Peter Von Ham. He actually tweeted again uh, yesterday. I, I want to have this guy on the show. I d- vehemently disagree with him. I think I think what they're doing in Davos is extraordinarily dangerous. But here's what he tweeted. Glenn Beck just responded to this thread in his radio show. Glenn, thank you. Thank you for the dialogue, each via his own channel, for letting your listeners hear the other argument and for being respectful and funny. Great pronunciation of my name. Well, Peter Von Ham. <laughs> this is the kind of conversation that we need to have. Now, I don't know anything about you, uh, but I will do my research on you. And if you are a really, truly reasonable person and we just disagree and you're an honest person that will ask and answer honest questions, because I know I will. We can have a dialogue. We must have that dialogue or this grand experiment is over. Back with more in a minute. First, let me tell you about Julia. She lives here in Texas. She's a really active person. She likes to stay busy. She suffered for pain for years in her hands. It kept her from uh, work and doing projects around the home. At first, it was manageable, but over time, it took, her, it took over her life. It drove her to desperation. The good news is Julia listens to the show. Thank you, Julia. When she heard me talking about the pain I have experienced, especially in my own hands and my own arms, uh, and how relief factor has been the thing to make all of the difference in the world, she decided to give it a try for herself. Sure enough, just a few weeks into taking relief factor, Julia began to see improvement. Pain first began to fade and then disappeared completely. For years, she had this pain. Julia got her life back by using relief factor. I did too. Will you try it to see if you're next? Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. 10-second station ID. Okay. What's happening over in Davos is the Great Reset. And even Peter Van Ham, uh, you know, he maybe he's a real believer in what they're doing, but he has faith that uh, if I take him at his word, he has faith that this isn't going to turn into an oligarchy. I think it already is. 
what's happening in America right now. Forget about the Great Reset. This is an oligarchy. If you don't think that the people in Silicon Valley are oligarchs, you're sadly mistaken. They have power. They have connections. They have oodles of money. They will destroy anybody, any business that gets into their way. And now they're extra constitutional. Doesn't matter. They deem what free speech is. They deem what's true and what's not. They deem what you can read, listen to, or watch. That's an oligarch. Well, the oligarchs uh, around the world that are meeting in Davos uh, and talking about the Great Reset are talking yesterday about a $100 billion market in uh, trading carbon offsets. This is... This is incredibly stupid. Companies like Amazon are funding a hundred million dollar a year toward planting of trees to offset their carbon footprint of shipping. Okay, that's good. Good for them. Good for them. And and I think that's really truly an honorable goal. But you should you be forced to do that? No. China, <laughs> listen to this. China is funding ocean cleaning organizations that remove 2 million tons of plastic from the oceans. Oh, well, China is so great. We are now being told that we have to undo the 20th century damage. And this is our last chance to reverse the gross mistakes of the past century while we make the same mistakes in this century. The, the biggest mistake, the biggest threat to all humankind last century were fascists, communists, oligarchs. That's the biggest threat. And what are we doing to solve this threat? Creating that system again. More on Davos because uh, John Kerry spoke there yesterday. He spoke to the crowd about what What's going to happen in America? He said things are happening right now in the Biden administration that no man will be able to undo. Hmm. All coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We're going to talk about GameStop here in a second, but let me talk to you first about protecting yourself. I, I think that there is this GameStop thing is showing weaknesses in the systems uh, and uh, and it, it could get dicey and really bad really fast. Um, there are people out there that want to destroy our system and there are, it's just it's just a bad situation. I want you to please Put yourself into a situation where you have the most amount of money every month. I want you, if you have a house and you're paying 4%, even 3% interest rate, you are way overpaying. Please, please, without restarting your loan, call and see how American Financing can help you at AmericanFinancing.net. You can call them now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. Please get a hold of them today, AmericanFinancing.net.
And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't miss a special from last night. And you can save 30 bucks on your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Dave Rubin from Blaze TV and the Rubin Report. Coming up in about 30 minutes right now, we're joined by Mr. Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, also on uh, Blaze TV and one of the Blaze podcasts. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. So, jeez, uh, where do we even where do we even start today? Um, uh, American uh, Airlines, uh, meaning the airlines of America, are now banning people flying with locked firearms uh, in uh, into the Baltimore, Washington area. Uh, I know that American Airlines. I flew Delta uh, just recently. And, you know, I took my gun apart, you know, told them that it was in the luggage. It was locked. It was in a case. There were no there's no ammunition. It's what the, you know, Department of Homeland Security insists on. So fine. I follow the rules, put it in. Usually you just get a tag and uh, then, you know, Department of Homeland Security or it goes through it, goes through it and you get a little note. OK, great. Great. I got it. Mm hmm. That's the usual process. That's the process I got on Delta. When I flew back, I flew on American Airlines. Oh, Mm. well, this is a different process. Now American, and this was new, uh, at least to me, now American uh, has a new new thing because they just want to make sure that your gun's not lost. Well, whose fault would that be? I've handed it Mm -hmm. to you. It'd be your fault. So it has to go through all the way through the screening process downstairs in the bowels of the airport and head on its way to the airline before you can go through security yourself. So you sit there for, I sat there for 45 minutes waiting before I could even get in line for security. And uh, why? I, I, I personally believe. What good does that do? It makes it such a hassle. You don't want to do it. That you're yeah. not going to do it. That's exactly okay? right. That's what's coming our way. Is they're mm-hmm. just going to keep making things more expensive, mm-hmm. more difficult, mm-hmm. a bigger hassle. It's choice structure. It's Cass Sunstein and his choice structure. You've got a choice. You can carry it. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to want to. Right. You're not going to want to. I'm going to nudge you a little bit. Yeah, so just that you a, don't. Yeah, just a just a little bit, just a little bit. Stu, uh, Pat, what is the uh, what is the thing that uh, you saw today that you thought I have got to get this point across? Uh, wow. Well, there were there were s- several. Yeah. Um, I I love the uh, Department of Homeland Security's new uh, situation with the the t- domestic terror threat that yeah. only involves people on the right, of course. Well, um, no, no, they didn't say that. No, no, no they, they didn't, didn't say, say that. that but that's with, what it problems with in immigration. Okay, <laughs> problems yes. with the election, right? Uh, problems with uh, <laughs> the the system. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe problems with the uh, the COVID. You know, yes. orders. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, this is all based on the fact that they have no specific actionable information. None. 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 Otherwise, what would happen? Right. They would raise the threat level. So they've got no actual actionable threat involved here, yet they just want to throw out that, hey, everybody on the right is a problem now and a, a potential domestic terrorist. I think it's it's absolutely despicable what they're doing. Did you hear the did you hear about the guy in Florida that the Justice Department 
uh, had Homeland Security uh, arrest yesterday. Man in Florida was arrested for, quote, depriving individuals of their constitutional right to vote. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. he showed up at a polling place with an AR and a chainsaw. So, I mean, I mm. think the dude no, should be arrested. That's not what happened. That's, that's not what happened? <laughs> no. That's, he didn't? He just an AR? No. He did nothing like either of those things. Oh, that's what right. He, he had a suitcase nuke. No. Oh, what did no. he? Oh. oh, he probably went with like the White Panthers and just no. intimidated people? No, didn't do that at really? all. Really? What, no. what did There's he... a story that's similar to that. I should tell you sometime. But, yeah. What, uh, no, that's not what, what happened. What did he do? I uh, made some memes. He what? He made some memes. <laughs> You mean little picture jokes? Like little picture jokes on the internet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. on the internet. Well, that's where I see memes. What what were the memes? I don't know all the memes. I know that the guy, you know, wasn't exactly someone you'd maybe want to invite over uh, for a a wonderful dinner with your family. May I say, out of Uh, the 350 million Americans, mm -hmm. there's about 349 million, I'm pretty sure. I probably wouldn't want to invite over to my house. That's about right. right. Yeah, maybe a little higher. Yeah, maybe a sure. little higher than that. But I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm being generous. Right. There. Yeah. Uh, but the idea that he committed a crime mm. by making memes yeah. seems mm. like uh, that's well, is a, there's a free speech issue there. No, no. Because no, there's no, a no. law that says you can't those stop memes, people from voting. Those memes told people <clears throat> to vote by text message, mm. which you can't do, and so a lot of people believed that apparently no now no no no. nobody they've, believed it no they no one believed they've been the investigating this for four years mm-hmm. this is this isn't something that happened in the last election no, it's 2016 2016 why did they suddenly just did they suddenly have a case why did they I'm gonna guess it has something to do with the new administration I'm just gonna throw that out there as a possibility you know these files are kind of sticking around and everyone was like this is dumb should we really do anything with this no is this a warning shot this coupled with the TSA yesterday or not TSA but the DHS memos describing domestic terrorists and then this guy for a meme getting arrested Uh, what message are we supposed to take from that don't do memes. <laughs> do never <laughs> meme. I've never meme. Told, I've told my son, mm-hmm. don't you? He sent me a meme uh, that he made the other day. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't. And he, dad, it's harmless. No, it's not. Nothing is harmless anymore. Don't. Mm-hmm. No memes. Nothing. I'm going to cut all of your fingers off because then you can't type anything. <laughs> Stop it. I might create a, a, a minor legal issue for you uh, if you were Whoa. to do something like that. <laughs> Just, uh, it was a lawnmower accident, Your Honor. I <laughs> swear to you. And they'll, they'll say, no way this kid was ever mowing your lawn. <laughs> uh, but no memes, no tweets. Nothing. No social media. It would be a really, really good safety tip for all kids. For all people. For all people. All yeah. people. Everybody. Yeah. Well, we, you know what it would Everybody. be? It would be a nation of Pat Grays. Yes. And that would be a good nation. That would be a good nation, It would nation, be a good right? freaking nation. Right? We'd have no Thank social you. media and lots of great cookies. Thank That's you. That's a good freaking nation right there. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I can't live without it. I can't without, live without it. Without oh, the memes can. and the tweets. You I can't. Yeah, I can't. So. Yes, you can. You can. You can. You can. It's, and it's really easy, yeah. actually. It's yeah. Really easy. Because you, I would say my excuse is, you know, I got to do it for work. You somehow don't do it for work, and you still survive, which is amazing. (laughs) Right. Yep. I envy you so. Yep. I just, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, it's not what people make it out to be. 
Can we can it's we not that important? Can we talk about another freedom of speech issue that I think is freedom of speech? Uh, and that is the GameStop thing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. OK, so that's pretty amazing. So GameStop uh, is a company. It's a brick and mortar gaming store. OK, you got to go most of video them are, games. Right. And most of mm-hmm. them are in the mall. OK, yeah, I know. I've gone to some of them w- with my son. All right. So oh, I have a nine year old. So I'm there 14 times a week. Right. Mm-hmm. OK, so there is a business there, but a mm-hmm. brick and mortar business. Uh, I don't know. Well, the market, the hedge funds decided that there's no business mm-hmm. there. And so they started shorting, uh, betting against GameStop, if you will. That's what shorting means on in Wall Street, betting against it, saying that the stock is going to go lower and lower. Well, somebody on Reddit realized uh the hedge funds have just sold 136 percent of the stock there's no way there's no way these guys can win how i mean yeah how do you sell more than all of the stock correct mm-hmm. you can't you can't so they decided uh somebody said i'm gonna buy it i'm buying fifty thousand dollars of it and uh, everybody else and it's on reddit it was an open forum everybody else should buy it too Oh, I think he decided to buy a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of it. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Started, I think, with fifty. Okay, uh, but he may have bought a lot more. I mean, he was he buying did. it. He kept. He kept buying it. He bought a ton of it. Yeah. It's not Chamath, is it? Yes. Is that who did it? Mm-hmm. He was not the originator of he, this. Theory. He might not be the originator, but yeah. he wound up buying hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars right. worth of. He's given it away to charity now, which I think he is made, kind of a he cover made five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I can't tell you the name of the actual um, originator because uh, the word f the f word is in the middle of the name. Okay, okay. so I can- <laughs> all right. So all these guys were doing really is what hedge fund managers do over lunch, right? Okay, right. And in secret meetings, that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, they call and, them idea dinners, right? So you you ran uh, GameStop up, which is costing these hedge funds what billions or a billion dollars? Is it over one billion dollars? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's I think yeah. It's, yeah. it is more than it, that. It's it's going to take down a couple of these hedge funds. I'm telling you right now, I think this is the Bubba effect. It is. Yeah, this is yeah, people is. who said. You know, these these guys who are on Reddit, they're probably in their 20s. They probably Mm -hmm. grew up at 2008. They saw their parents get screwed. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Then what happened? They didn't get a bailout. Then the Wall Street guys get rich, even though they were the ones that over leveraged everything. Main Street gets screwed. Then what happens? Now they're in their 20s. Maybe their parents survived last time. But if they have a small business... Now they're getting screwed by the government again, and the government's going to bail them out. Yeah. I think this is just the chickens coming home to roost. I think these guys saw a a, a legal way to uh, make some money Mm -hmm. and screw the hedge funds at the same time. And what's happening? They're silencing them. They're going to come at you. Don't lose a billion dollars and be that connected and uh, don't have the your friends in Washington come after, which is going to make the situation worse. Meanwhile, GameStop stock went from about fifteen bucks to over three hundred. Yeah. I have to tell you, I hope that <laughs> they have a way. I hope that they've had a way to pull some of that money mm-hmm. off of the table um, because they were mm-hmm. they've been struggling. But if they can mm-hmm. if they can reinvent themselves using this money, that is that's a blessing for them. It's a good mm-hmm. Texas company and good Texas people. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they're located very close to our studios. 
Um, and and they're armed, so please no, help not, us. They're not armed. Oh, they're not. Uh, no, but I thought there were some of those. They're in extreme- Texas. They must be. Yeah, they're extremists right? if they're a Texas company. Yeah. By the way, uh, it's up now to three eighty five. Three eighty five. Crazy. I mean, it was four dollars a share last year. And the four. reason why these guys in the hedge funds can't wow. get out is they they can't. Well, you have one hundred and forty percent. They're they they have to keep buying. The spread. If they said it was going to go down to two dollars, they have to keep buying <laughs> every single Ooh, stock, if you will. And now mm-hmm. they're borrowing all of this money to do it. And I can't even imagine. I mean, they think they certainly think in in the uh, the forum and uh, the subreddit Wall Street Bets. They think it's going to at least two thousand. I mean, I don't oh know my gosh! Sure. No really? way! I, no way! I have no idea. I mean, I'm not getting involved in it. No. Wow! <laughs> no, but I mean, it, they it, can't it, even oh. do anything with it now. They're right. saying that uh, places, mm. sites like Robinhood and, and several of the other trading can't apps, get on. they're not even letting you trade the stock anymore. You can yeah. sell it, but you can't buy it. Jeez! Now, now they're now. I think people are really pissed off, and they're saying, they "Wait should. a minute." How do these lawmakers who are doing this, these lawmakers yeah. go in with insider trading and become millionaires, and you're not going to let. You're not going to let Main Street do legal stuff and out in the open say, hey, I think we should all buy this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that is really wrong. Pat, thank you so much. Uh, Pat Gray from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear on Blaze TV or wherever you get your podcast. All right. So Mike Lindell. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to hear from that guy again. I mean, I'll I'll bet you. Don't say that. (laughs) No, no, no. I I mean, publicly in forums. I don't know if they're ever going to let him back. Have you seen a a MyPillow ad anywhere but like on Fox News? Because I wonder if they've gone after him and said, we're not letting him advertise here. I mean, they're going to put this guy out of business if they can. They're trying to. I don't think they're going to be able to do it. People like the product. Yeah, it's a great, great product. Um, and he came up with it and you don't, you don't have, because you disagree with his opinion, you're going to put him out of business. That's crazy talk. I, I'm telling you, if you ever thought about buying a MyPillow or you ever thought buying their, their Giza dream sheets, I've talked about them for years. I, I am not lying to you. I sleep with a MyPillow every day. I have the Giza dream sheets and I love them. Go to MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials and check out the buy one, get one free on the uh, Giza Dream Sheets and other deep discounts on all their products. 800-966-3117, 800-966-3117. The promo code is back at MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's uh, Thursday. Dave Rubin's coming up in uh, just a second. Also uh, joining us is uh, the dad who just flipped his wig at a at a school board meeting. I think as he should have. Um, I know my son uh, is going to school here in this area. Uh, He needs to be in classes he's a very social kid and uh just you know we all need to pray for each other's kids because they're all struggling one way or another well he came back uh in december they came back and i think they came back for maybe a week and then somebody had covid and so they had to shut the whole school down uh then they just reopened on monday 
yesterday at noon, they said somebody in somebody's family uh, was diagnosed with COVID. And so they don't want to take any chances. So they shut it down again. This, this, this cannot continue. This cannot continue this way. You realize we have stolen a year of our children's lives in the most important time of their life. What happens to you before 18 really changes the course or could change the course of your entire life. If you have kids in high school, imagine sophomore and senior year gone. You don't get that back. It changes you. We have him coming up uh, as well and uh, more on Joe Biden and what he now wants to do to the Supreme Court. He's doing everything everyone on the left hoped he was going to do, and he's doing it at lightning speed. You know, when you think of Glenn Beck, you think, man, that guy's in shape. And I have to tell you, you do not get a body like this without working really, really hard. You really have worked hard at it over a long period of time. I have. Mm-hmm. I, I, you don't know what it takes to avoid walking. Right. Moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise. Salads. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. Well, for some reason, Echelon said, that's the guy we want representing <laughs> us with our fitness mirrors, our fitness bikes, the rowing machines, uh, their, their uh, stride smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite activity is, it wouldn't be mine. I mean, look at me. Uh, but you can do it now with Echelon. Uh, the EX7S is Echelon's latest state-of-the-art innovation that takes cycling to the next level. The EX7S connected bike is built with performance, flexibility, durability in mind, and it's a bike for competitors at heart. Unlike the competitors of Echelon, the Echelon stuff is actually affordable. And it makes your workout great at the same time. You can try any Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash Beck. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, echelonfit.com slash Beck. week two of biden was it just last week that he was it's the 28th so it's only been eight days eight days Mm -hmm. he has had 36 plus executive orders there's more coming out he is moving at blinding speed they learned their lesson from obama you got to get it done quickly so you know they said that uh barack obama was a i mean sorry that uh, donald trump was a dictator you know with executive orders uh, he did six in his first week and he was that was a lot for a president uh biden has done 36 and there's more coming even today and it's radically changing america and now dhs is looking at people uh, as domestic uh, terrorists who disagreed with the outcome of the last election. 
uh, maybe have a problem with climate change or the lockdown for COVID. Well, that's just about everybody I know. And as they shut more and more people down, shut more and more people up, it's only making things worse. Where do we go from here? Well, a view from California, who's back into the free state of Texas, Dave Rubin, joins us in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Welcome uh, welcome to the program. Blinds.com is our uh, sponsor this half hour. All the home improvement projects that you got roped into last year because of quarantine. Yeah. Remember all the newfound free time that you had? What happened to all that free time? All of a sudden, that free time is gone. And it's like, how am I out of time again? I'm doing the same stuff that I was doing with quarantine. And we had all that free time. And remember when you used to have money before quarantine? Wasn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. Those days don't come back. Uh, if, if you're still thinking, okay, I, I got I to do something with the house. Because everybody was remodeling their house. Everybody was doing everything they could. Just you know, going to buy paint. Because that was the one store that we could go to. Um, did you get everything? Did you get it all done? Or did you do nothing and now you're like, okay, we got to do something to make our house look a little nicer? Uh, blinds.com. It will make a huge difference in your house. Stu, I know you had the same experience because you got your, your in, inside shutters from blinds.com. Yep. Shutters in particular, I couldn't believe when I had those put in my house when I lived up in Connecticut. I I couldn't believe the difference that that makes in your house. Totally changes the house. Totally changes the room. And now I can't even imagine going back. Yeah, now. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's remarkable. And they have uh, uh, they have specials going on site wide. Uh, blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. Blinds.com. Go there now. Save big on the New Year's easiest home improvement project. Rules and restrictions do apply, uh, but check it out now. It's a guaranteed perfect fit. Blinds.com. Dave Rubin, Blaze TV host, The Rubin Report, wildly popular. Author, don't burn this book. Many people haven't. Some have. <laughs> uh, and uh, welcome to the program, Dave. How are you? Glenn, it's good to be with you. You know, in your promo there for me a minute ago, I realized that coming to a free state when you leave California, mm -hmm. the way you talk about me, the way you look at me is as if I've escaped some sort of zombie apocalypse. And it's actually not that far from the truth. I pretty much... Have well, escaped I, I, I said the, that. the gates of hell. I said that because the last time you were here, we went out to dinner and you were you like walked in. The, yeah, you walked into the restaurant like, I think, are we getting away with this? Are the police coming? You said you, you all these people are. Having, and, and I didn't even think anything. Of yeah, it. You, said, you were there before me. You were sitting at the table already. Yeah. You were you were doing a little reading, looked very happy. Yeah. You know, had and your you, water. You were good. I got in there. I, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it, it, it because. That's how quickly they can change the world on you. That, that's what I'm really focused on right now, how quickly they can change the world in that one year ago, right now, we had, you know, there were a few people talking a little bit about, oh, there's this thing in China, this COVID thing in China, yeah, something's yeah, yeah. going on. But basically, 10 months ago is when this all started. And think how drastically different the world is the entire in 10 world. months, the entire yeah. world, everything from our entire economic system to the way we literally leave our house or don't leave our house, the way we communicate with each other, the way that big tech, which was already 
remarkably powerful the way that it's become more powerful because it's becoming basically the only way we can communicate with each other. That rapid thing that has happened to us in less than a year, I'm completely fascinated by it because it's like, man, if you think, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, 2020 is over. It's, we're resetting now. It's you know, not the great reset, although mm-hmm. that's coming too. But a lot of people are like, oh, 2021, it'll settle in now. No. We got by it and everything will be back to normal. And it's like, man. So I want to ask you about two things. Um, I want to ask you about what your liberal friends are saying about Biden now in California. But at first, let's before we leave covid, um, Gavin Newsom, all of a sudden he found Jesus and he was like, (laughs) we've all been healed and uh, is is opened outdoor dining. Yeah. And next week, maybe some additional openings. Um, what, what was the, what was the religion he found? It's an abject load of BS. This guy is the worst. When you think about what the worst sort of elitist politician who Uh wants to live one way and have their, their minions live another way, Mm -hmm. it is, he is the poster boy. You know what I mean? He's the, you know, you know, the whole French laundry story. I mean, 22 people went out to dinner, not social distancing, no masks, $15,000 in alcohol. I know you don't drink, Glenn. Holy cow, that's, that's a lot of alcohol. And I listen, you know I like wine, but <laughs> yeah. that's $15,000 for 22 people, okay? So that's about 750 bucks in alcohol per person, not even the meal, okay. Wow. Look, look, it's just obvious what this guy has done, which is that this thing was political. These lockdowns were political. They wanted to take out Trump. If the lockdowns made any sense, then the numbers in Florida and Texas would be exponentially higher Mm -hmm. than in places like New York and California. Mm -hmm. And the simple truth is not only are they not, in many cases, they're Mm -hmm. actually less. It's just, it's just that simple. Like if you told me lockdowns work, all right, well, let's look at it. We got a lockdown place. We got an open place. It's as simple as that. And I've been to, I'm here in Texas and I've been to Florida and guess what? A lot of happy people. You can see people smiling and going out and business as usual. It's a, it's a, it's, well, it's not business as usual To, to, to us. Yeah. What's happening in Texas is draconian. Yeah. I mean, we don't like what's happening right. so in not, Texas. Of course, yeah, not but, business as usual in that sense. I'm yeah, at the hotel now yeah. and I still have to wear a mask and, and yeah. that sort of thing. But relative. Relative to you and where you're living. So is this is this because the election is over or is this because the recall Gavin uh, movement is actually probably going to happen. I I think it's both. It's one is they got the result they wanted. So the people that are all about unity now and everything else is like, well, we got what we want. So it's time to heal and and unify, which of course we know if they didn't get what they want, you think they'd be talking about unity and healing. Mm -hmm. And if we suddenly were like, Mm -hmm. okay, unity and healing, they'd be saying, wait a minute, the white supremacists are in charge of everything. So, so that's one level of it. I think the other level is that he's really worried. I mean, I think from what I understand, they have about 1.3 of the 1.5 million signatures they want uh, 1.8 they want 1.8 because they know there'll be all oh, sorts yeah. of games played and as i was telling you during the break you know you have to sign its hand signatures so you can't do it online so they also keep you locked in your house so it's harder to even find a place where you can go and sign the thing it's amazing they've got that this far in the middle of the shutdown i mean it's yeah. incredible that there's this close with already. all of the rules too with i mean the they, yeah. everybody could vote they just send ballots out that's fine yeah. <laughs> but right. to recall one of these cretins yeah. right you can't do that it's strange they don't do the recalls yeah, by, yeah, sure. Just by ballot um <laughs> i do think he will get recalled and and what i would pray for is that somebody sane maybe a rick grinnell who who you know is from socal mm-hmm. and was in the trump administration and was our ambassador to germany and, he, and he's a great he's, guy he's a really great guy and a fighter because mm-hmm. you're gonna need it's not just that you need someone to come in and be a little saner than newsom 
the machine, when people talk about the swamp and the DC machine and all yeah, that, yeah. the California machine is like, I oh, mean, yeah. this is a one party state of the extreme level. So, we, well, it's not just you recall him and then suddenly so, things get better. So what are your liberal friends? I mean, because they've got kids, too. They've got to be seeing the deterioration of their kids <sighs> over a year. Is anybody talking about like these labor unions? For, for schools what what the hell are you doing they don't want to go back to school right and now biden's telling them right. not to go back to school i mean it's actually crazy again it was 10 months ago almost a year ago two weeks to flatten the curve yesterday biden's telling us about a hundred day federal mask mandate what but this is what i mean things are changing so quickly that we're forgetting what last week was like mm-hmm. the internet has done something to our brains and twitter and the endless news feed and the, the whole mm-hmm. thing that we talk about mm-hmm. all the time is doing something so that things happen so fast that, you know, when George Orwell wrote about, the, you know, things getting put into the memory hole, Trump will be memory hold. Oh, yeah. All of the all of the things that have happened over the years that don't fit the narrative will be memory hold. We forget. So suddenly you're like, oh, well, why not? A hundred more days of masks and a hundred right. more days of this. And OK, and then guess what? In a hundred days, they'll say, oh, you know, we just. Now the UK strain actually morphed with the Brazilian strain. Right. And I'm sorry, but you're going to have to live underground for right. three years. And people will go, okay. I mean, I had, a, I was. I don't think so. You know, the, the people in, where is it? We're Sweden not going underground. Or, that would be nice. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they're revolting. Yeah. Now, they're finally. revolting. Yeah. Sweden, the Swedes. I know. I mean, they don't do that. No. And if the Swedes are starting to stand up against their government, uh, you've got something going on in the world. Something yeah. big going on. You know, I was in Sweden a couple of years ago and I was on tour with Jordan Peterson. And one of the things in, have you been to Sweden? Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's remarkable about Sweden is, especially you're in the Stockholm area, it's it's so clean. Uh-huh. Every, everyone looks yep. perfect. They all look yeah. like they walked out of a magazine. Everyone looks like they just bought their clothes yeah. that morning. So yeah. these are people, to your point, that are kind of satisfied with life. Yeah. So they the idea it. that you've got the people of Sweden now, and we're yeah. seeing this through a couple of the Nordic countries, I think it's mm-hmm. happening in Denmark too. Mm-hmm. That you have these people now revolting. How far can you push people? And it's and we're being pushed in every way. I heard you guys talking about the GameStop thing. Everyone. So the average person that's now getting in the game is now being told they can't get in the game. Correct. And you're locked in your house. Correct. And big tech might take you out. This this Man. the great reset yesterday. We were talking about uh, how they say that you're going to have skin in the game because it's stakeholder yeah. capitalism. OK. And. When you dig into it and you're like, okay, they say, you're going to be a part of it. You're going to get the benefits of it. And finally, you'll get the benefits. How do you get the benefits? I'm not at the table. I'm not, I'm not even in Davos. I, I, you won't even really show me everything that's going on. And you're certainly not asking me for my opinion. Uh, well, they say because your representative government is is in place of you. Glenn, you know when somebody, <laughs> when somebody tells you how good of a friend they are all the time? Yeah that pretty much means they're not a good friend. <laughs> That's pretty much what these people are doing when they're always, we're looking out for you. I know you're not going to own anything, but you'll be taken care of. We're going to give you universal basic income. We're going to make your life better. No, it's so fundamentally the opposite of what, what anyone Liberty minded should think, which is just that give, just give me a chance to live and get out of my way. That that's all I ask for. That is all I ask for. I think that's that's what most of your listeners want in life is just the opportunity. It, it's the it. American dream. Give me a chance to play yeah. in the game. And now we, the system is saying no. We back in in uh, FDR's day, they perverted the American dream and they made it a chicken in every pot and a right. car in every garage. That's not the American dream. No. The American dream was 
Just leave me alone so I can make my own way. This was the only place in the world you could do it. And now we are worse than some countries over in Europe. It is harder to do things here in America. We've lost a lot of our liberty. I, I want to take a quick break uh, and then we'll come back. I want to talk to you about, you know, you said your friends. Uh, I want to talk to you about your, your liberal friends who said Biden's not going to do all this stuff. Well, he has oh, yeah. uh, in in seven days, and uh, it's at a frightening pace because he's not done. And I want to hear what they're saying to you now uh, about Joe Biden. Have they changed their tune at all? All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Legacy Box. Uh, everything used to be in different formats. I swear to you, I was putting my Legacy Box together, uh, and I looked at a tape. And I looked at my wife and I said, do you even know what kind of machine this fit in? What what version of <laughs> you remember the tapes in the, the beginning? They were, you know, beta and then VHS. And then they started going smaller and smaller and different. And I don't even know what that tape is. I have no idea. But it's got memories. Uh, it's got our kids young. It, it has me young in it. That's how old it is. Wow. Um, Do they have electricity then? <clears throat> the answer is Legacy Box. <laughs> and uh, Legacy Box knows what tape that was. They know what machine that goes into mm-hmm. and they have it. Which mm-hmm. is, <laughs> that's what's amazing about them. Yeah. They also know that I may be stuffing you into one of those legacy boxes uh, and sending it to them. Anyway, uh, their team will create a digital collection for all your photographs, all your audio tapes, everything. It's Legacy Box. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Get 50% off. This exclusive offer will not last long. So order their kit. Send it in whenever you're ready. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. You'll save 50% while supplies last. So do it now. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Back with Dave Rubin in 10 seconds. Talk to Tyler later. Uh, Dave Rubin is uh, with us, just admiring our our studio, and I'm just telling him Texas is a great place to live. Brother. Everyone gets a studio in Texas, right? Uh, Isn't that I a build thing? a studio yeah. for you like that. You bet. You bet. Uh, so, uh, Dave, I know that you have a lot of liberal friends that don't. Well, necessarily want to be outed not, not as many as i used to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Granted, granted. but you have more liberal friends than most of us have now that's at true. this point that's true and i used to have a lot of liberal friends yeah um but uh they were telling you dave calm down calm down calm down biden is middle of the road what are they saying now well they're getting it they're getting it but not publicly you know what I mean? So if you were to look, I'll name a couple names here and I'm not throwing any of these people under the bus, but it's important, I think, for us to know some like some of the types of people that we're talking about. So like the Stephen Pinkers, who I have nothing but respect for, the cognitive mm-hmm. scientist at Harvard, Sam Harris, uh, the Weinstein brothers, all of these guys who are what I would say are basically old school liberals. They care about free thought. They care about free speech. They care about the scientific method and open Correct. inquiry and all of these things that, that are the right pieces of liberalism. Yes. So I don't I can't say who they all voted for, but they obviously all didn't vote for Trump. So either they voted for Biden or they didn't vote or they wrote somebody in whatever it might be. But 
over the last couple of years in my show, when I would interview all these people, the, the driving force, I mean, really what put me on the map was I was one of the first people talking about fighting identity politics, mm-hmm. fighting critical race theory, which we didn't even know exactly what it was what at it the was. time and yep. how it was going to infect everything, mm-hmm. fighting what was happening at all of our universities and all of our institutions. Trump was fighting that stuff. Was he the imperfect uh, yeah. tool for it? Absolutely. But was he fighting it? Yes. And it was very obvious to me. It was just incredibly obvious to me. And that was my calculation with Trump, that if Trump lost, this stuff would come crashing in. And I think the good liberal, you know, the quote unquote good liberals thought, no, no, they didn't go the crazy route. They didn't go Bernie. They didn't go Elizabeth Warren. Mm -hmm. That Biden somehow will represent some old vestige of a Democratic (laughs) thing long gone and he will stop it. And I think what we're seeing in these eight days is the rapid escalation of the craziness because the simple truth is there is no reason to think that Biden is in charge of this operation. I think they put him out there, they sit him down, he doesn't know where his pen is, but they can get that pen in his hand at some point. He signs something, it's very obvious, he's mumbling and fumbling through it. And and who, do you think Biden is in charge of the operation? That's, I don't that's know. the question. I don't know. I, I don't, I, I really don't like know. Like that these decisions based on no, equity I think this, constantly, the no, equity, no, no. It's, equity, equity. It's like uh, it was with Barack Obama when they did the uh, the TARP bailout with him. Yeah. I yeah. remember it sitting, I mean, he was in office for a very short period of time, maybe a few weeks, and it was three or 5,000 pages, and we printed them out, and it was a stack <laughs> of about, you know, two feet, two and a half, three feet. Yeah. Uh, and it sat there on my kitchen table and I looked at that and I thought, there's no way you put that together. There's no way you put that together overnight. That has been years in the process. I think the same thing is happening here. These things have all been well thought out on uh, on their agenda and they're just putting the pieces together. So whether he understands all the pieces or not, or he's part of that, I don't right. know. It's, it's it the, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So so I think that the the few remaining good liberals have just made a really dangerous miscalculation. Their calculation was Biden could somehow stop it. And what I said all along was Biden was the host. Yeah. Biden was Sigourney Weaver. And yes. the woke thing is gestating yes. inside him and it's going to yes. burst out of his belly and Biden will be done. And congratulations, we'll have the squad and Kamala and the crew. It is just... What I mean, is there anything that he's done that has been non woke? Is there anything no. that he's done that has been not a massive no. expansion of government? No, and Nothing. I'm, I'm really concerned about the troops that are still in Washington and they want them now until April and the DHS yesterday coming out. How about our troops that are going back into Syria? Isn't that exciting? We're yeah, that's start, really start great. doing some more that's wars really again. That's Last night I did a, an episode on the the oligarchs or the coming oligarchs that are already inside of the Biden administration. When you look at just the war machine that he has put together, the people that are in there, they're all from the defense uh, uh, business. And there's no way these guys, I mean, that's how they make their money. Yeah. And uh, I I just, I think we're going, we're going to start doing all those crazy wars. He brought John Kerry back. I know. John Kerry has never done anything. He was a marginal senator who was a failed presidential candidate, who was a horrible secretary of state. That incredible video of, that I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. of, of him talking about the Middle East, yeah. where oh, he yeah. literally gets everything wrong. Everything. Like it's like bizarro backwards yeah. land. And now he, John Kerry is going to fix the environment. Mm-hmm. He's going to fix the environment. Isn't yeah. that incredible? Well, along Biden with, forgot along to with do Granholm. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
and Granholm and the rest of them. But these yeah. people who've never accomplished anything, who've been in government forever, and for some odd reason, Biden chose not to do any of this for 47 years. And he, the other thing that's so bizarre Quickly. is he forgot to tell Obama to do any of it. <laughs> Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report. You can catch it everywhere. If you've never seen Dave, you need to watch the Rubin Report. You can find it uh, also on blazetv.com. Thanks, Dave. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Timeshare. You buy thinking you're going to stay in Capitalist Big Resort in Honolulu, and you get half-finished log cabin in Siberia instead. Common mistake, you know, you were probably drunk when you signed the thing. Room service, my wife, Olga, she comes. You ask her for anything, she'll hit you in your face with block of ice. Okay, don't ask her anything. Don't forget, pay your maintenance fee, comrade. Price you pay for such uh, luxurious uh, living uh, uh, circumstances. Okay, if you're stuck in the timeshare, it might feel a little like like uh, somebody's coming to you because you can't get anything that you want. You're probably not staying there when you want. When's the last time you used it? And how much money is it costing you? If you're looking to legally get out of Timeshare, Timeshare Termination Team will get the process started and they have a 100% money back guarantee that you are out. 100% money back guarantee. Go to TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. That's TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. Or you can call them at 888-438-8688. 888-438-8688. Get Dave Rubin, Glenn Beck, and more at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I am so excited. I, I haven't been this excited for an interview in a long time today. Uh, on the podcast, uh, I haven't done it yet. I'm doing it today. It'll be released today. I'm talking to Avi Loeb. Now, you may not know who he is, but he's an astrophysicist. Uh, he's up at Harvard. His credentials are off the charts. And uh, he just released the book, I think two days ago, called Extraterrestrial. This is not a guy who's like talking about little green men or anything else. Um, it is fascinating. He says that he believes a very strong case could be made that we have been visited and we all know about it by aliens in 2017. He said, but uh, uh, nobody's talking about it and we should be. And the I mean, I doubt this guy agrees with me politically. I mean, it just he's a Harvard professor. So I doubt he agrees with me on anything. Um, however, he has the guts to come on this program. And I've read his book now. And I have to tell you, it's not about just about extraterrestrials. It is about being silenced. And uh, this guy is he understands what happened to Galileo and he is warning on that right now. It just happens to be about physics and science and what happened in our own solar system here a couple of years ago. That is going to be on the podcast. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you're going to get that uh, tonight. Make sure you subscribe and join us. We need you in our camp and we want to be in your camp. Uh, you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save 30%. Want to bring Matty Greenspan in. Uh, he's the CEO and founder of uh, Quantum Economics. Uh, he has, uh, he's the guy who bought Facebook. What, what, what was the price of Facebook when he first bought it? 
don't we have to ask him. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, I think it was. I think it was Facebook. Was it Facebook? Maddie, are you there? You had me on back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, That's when you had sell at, at the exact top. It was uh, not a buy order. It oh, it was a sell. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, what are you pulling down a year? <laughs> Seriously, no. Um, uh, I, we, we want to talk to you about GameStop and what's been happening. Yeah, this to me seems like some people who did their homework and then a lot of people piled on, but it was out in the open. It doesn't seem to me to be any different than what happens at the secret meetings, you know, the, the whispered meetings that people have uh, at hedge funds. Right. Uh, and now these people are going to be demonized and they're being shut down. And I think that's just... <laughs> I think these guys were, you know, they grew up. Mom and dad were, you know, 2008. They weren't bailed out. Then, you know, with this, with COVID, they're still not getting the bailouts. But these big, rich companies are. And I think these guys, part of it is just screw them. It's a travesty. Yeah, and we see the, the regulators moving in now and even the trading platforms themselves halting trading. It's uh, it's a failure of the free market. We can't call this really, you know. Uh, a democracy anymore or capitalism it, this is something else and uh it's it's a bit sickening actually so Maddie, can you explain what's happening and why you would say those things to the average person that doesn't necessarily invest in stock sure so what happened if you look at uh, a chart of gamestop it's really incredible what you see is a straight line up uh the previous all-time high for the share was less than 70 dollars and it's trading now near 500 dollars a share mm. Um, basically what happened is there was a few hedge funds that went short on the stock and, you know, they don't really care about the companies they're trading on. Um, you know, they're, they're seen as parasites, uh, by the, the community of, uh, Wall Street bets and on Reddit and stuff like that. Um, and basically what happens is that they were in a short position, meaning that, you know, when you're in a, when you're in the market, you always want to buy low and sell high. So a short position is when you make money when the market is going down. So the way it works is you, you borrow the shares in a sell position and then you buy back later at a lower price in order to cover your short position so you're not actually putting money down on the table you're just going to collect but if it goes the other way then you have to start paying the difference between what you came in at and what it's at today right right? so so they were they were selling at a very low price uh around four dollars and they were expecting to you know, to, to, to bring it back around, you know, to buy it back around $3. And now once their options expire, they're going to have to actually buy all those shares back at around $400. So um, they're going to be losing uh, billions of dollars on this. Billions. Billions, yeah. Okay. So is there anything... Depending it, on how high it goes, between right. now and the time that the options expire. Is there anything illegal about what happened on on Reddit? Absolutely not. I mean, this is this is free market activity, and what that what, what people are claiming, and especially in the financial media, a lot of the time, they say, "Well, you, show me the analysis that show, you know that says that uh, GameStop should be worth uh, this much." I mean, GameStop, of course, you know they've been losing money for years. The retail apocalypse came for them, and COVID came to knock them out. So, which is oh, did we lose him? Call him real quick. Call him real quick. See if we can get him back. We've been losing him off and on. Uh, and he's just such an important voice today. Uh, you know, he's, uh, I think he's going to the, the point of, you know, who can say what GameStop is worth, but I don't think anybody believes that it's worth $400 a share. 
Yeah, no, uh, not but, on fundamentals, but right. uh, but then again, I think they there are. How people, about Elon Musk? I mean, yeah. for a long well, time, yeah, Tesla's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you could argue. I mean, some of that, like with Tesla, there's a big upside coming. Yes. And that's what people are betting if, on. If if he, at least in theory, yeah, right? in theory, there are some people uh, in you know in I've been reading the Wall Street bets uh, stuff for a while on and off, but recently a lot more just to see what's mm-hmm. going on with this. And and a lot of there are people in there who actually believe it is undervalued. And I think there's a case to be made it's undervalued at four and six dollars a share. Yeah. Whether it's undervalued at three hundred dollars a share, I don't know how many people believe it's at that. Four hundred now. Uh, it, it actually hit oh, four fifty or something a little while ago. It's, it's come back down a little bit off of that. Maddie, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Okay, sorry, we keep losing you. Um, all right, so you were saying that I, I think you were going towards who can say what the value of this stock is. Exactly. In the free market, anybody can buy a share for any price they want. And people can, if, they, if their reason for buying is simply they want to support a company who's supporting tens of thousands of employees through a pandemic, uh, that's their right. And you can't, nobody can tell them what to do and what not to Correct. do. Correct. Because a lot of people, we were just talking about Elon Musk and Tesla. I think there's a lot of people that buy Tesla stock just to support Elon Musk. Correct. Correct. And and that's within their right to do so. And another area of this, I mean, that people aren't really looking at is, you know, just sure, you know, there's some hedge funds who are, who are caught with their pants down and they're taking it on the nose right now. Um, but it, what, the funny thing to me is uh, that actually... Um, the main shareholders of GameStop are hedge funds themselves. They're the bigger hedge funds of BlackRock and Vanguard. Uh, some dude named Donald Foss is a billionaire, uh, owns about 5%. So they're helping, in, in essence, pump his bags as well. But um, I guess what they're getting at is the predatory ones, the ones who are short-selling. They don't care. You know, they, they're, they're, they're happy to burn the company in order to make a buck. And, and that's what, and that's well, that's what hedge funds do. So, so hang on just a second. Did you say BlackRock is involved in this? Yeah, they're one of the they're I believe the biggest shareholder in GameStop. In the shorting and, or the gaining? No, no, on on long. Yeah, they're they're holding BlackRock. They're they're holding GameStop. They're holding. I mean, they're, wow. I mean, if you know who who owns these stocks are are, are generally speaking, they're going to be the hedge fund. So the so Wall Street bets is helping to pump their bags as well. So there is an element of. And then, you know, obviously you can think about conspiracy theories. Are, are they, you know, inciting the Reddit community or anything like that? And I think the regulators are also looking at that as well. Well, BlackRock is now in our Treasury Department. Now they have, they have more people in the, uh, in the White House administration than Goldman Sachs ever did. <laughs> uh, and, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I think it's an extraordinarily shady thing that's going on. It's interesting that they're involved uh, Maddie, in benefiting when, on this. When it comes to this, these hedge funds that are that are losing on GameStop right now, is people keep talking yeah. about these billionaires, but it, it's more than that, right? Are there pension funds involved in this? What else is who else is investing in these hedge funds? Um, it would be difficult to say without without the research. I'm not entirely okay. certain. Um, I mean, the, the main ones I believe are, uh, Melvin capital. That's the one that, uh, yeah. Yeah. that wall street that's really hates because they've, they've shown their predatory behavior and then they, they, they really got caught with their pants. Good. I, 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 I mean, who are the <laughs> investors in Melvin capital? I'm yeah, wondering yeah, who's, who's getting, you know, other than there's obviously rich billionaires that are doing things that we don't like that might be getting hit with this. I wonder who else is though. 
I don't know. I just saw this yeah, in Casino I, Royale, and yeah. it did not work out well. <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, short the stock and then uh, turn it around on those people. Um, uh, exactly. Matty, let me ask you uh, uh, quickly about Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin had yeah. an amazing run uh, up to what thirty or 40, 41, I think it's 32. now. 42, uh, yeah. And it's what now in the thirties, thirty-five. Yeah, okay. somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah, um, I had a nice bounce today, I think. And this was not this was not Main Street getting in. This was real money getting Correct. in. Correct. What do you Yes, yes. What do you see for Bitcoin going forward? Right. So um Bitcoin went from from ten thousand dollars to about forty uh, forty two thousand in, in in the blink of an eye really and uh, one of the main narratives that's been driving it is that, um, you know, the, the Wall Street hedge funds and, and billionaires of the world, the institutions, the big money, um, have suddenly turned their sights on Bitcoin and are realizing what, you know, what the retail, uh, community has known since 2017, that Bitcoin is an excellent store of value, um, and has excellent properties, um, that, that can protect your, your wealth, uh, particularly against inflation. Um, of which many are, are expecting uh, due to all of the money that's being pumped into the system lately. So they're, they're looking at all that money going in. They're looking at the Fed printing. They're looking at uh, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Treasury printing. Uh, and they're going, well, how are we going to, you know, how are we? So obviously financial assets in general are a good thing to get when inflation is coming, but particularly uh, Bitcoin because of the nature and the origins of Bitcoin as a store of wealth and a payment system that is outside of government and banking system. So you saw, after 2008, you saw those storages of, of wealth um, start to go down because people were so over-leveraged, they had to sell those things. If the stock market takes a crash, are you going to see Bitcoin go up, or do you think it'll go down because of the number of of people who are so over leveraged, they need to sell it. So, generally speaking, Bitcoin does not have a huge amount of leverage on it. Um, but no, no, no. I'm, I'm saying that those. I'm saying those people that have those uh, reserves in right. Bitcoin so would sell the money off of the stock market and right. put it into Bitcoin. I think that that's that is entirely possible. Um, but we've also seen a correlation between the stock market, a long-term correlation between the stock market and Bitcoin, because both of them, as financial assets, are benefiting from all of the all of the money printing. They're both going up mm. uh, together over time. So it, that is a good question. If the stock markets crash, will Bitcoin go up? Will Bitcoin go down? I can't tell you the answer. I'm not going to sell any of mine. You're going to sell yours, or you're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sell any of mine. No, yeah. I'm holding on to it. And do you believe? That, I mean, where are you gonna put it? In in dollars? No thanks. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Um, so let so let me ask you. What it, um, do you agree with the the banks that are saying now that it it could be a uh, hundred and fifty thousand dollars of value? Well, we've been yeah, we've been saying that from the beginning. Of course, I agree with them. They're they're copying our lines. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Greenspan, seriously, how much are you pulling down a year? Because it's got to be enormous. Uh, Maddie Greenspan, we'll th- talk about it sometime over a beer. Yeah, th- thank you so much, CEO and founder of Quantum Economics, uh, and you can follow him at uh, quantumeconomics.io or Maddie Greenspan on Twitter. 
All right. Don't you really want to know that, though, honestly? Uh, with the uh, second round of stimulus rolling out, you need to be paying attention to people trying to scam you. And I'm not talking about the government, although they're a really good example. I'm talking about cyber criminals. Right now, they're using the news of the stimulus to steal your personal info- information by doing things like offering you to get your payment faster, issuing fake checks or sending you an unsolicited message claiming to be from the IRS. Meanwhile, they're sending you links in emails or text messages that are often filled with malware or phishing scams. Situations like these, they are it's why you need LifeLock. LifeLock. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock identity theft protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com, promo code BECK for 25% off now. Reddit, uh, the users of Reddit uh, have, as MSNBC says, led a chaotic revolt against Wall Street. Um, I don't think that's accurate. Uh, And now they are being banned. You can't buy on certain apps. You can't buy GameStop. One of those is interesting, interesting, interestingly uh, named Robinhood. Well, what's happening with GameStop? is exactly what Robin Hood did Uh, and, you know, took from not the rich, took from the government and the cronies around the king. Uh, And they've turned into the sheriff of Nottingham because they're not letting anybody trade. And I think they're doing it because all of these other businesses that they do these trades with are really upset about it. And so they're thinking, I'm going to lose my business if I don't block these people from trading on GameStop. I think everyone is going to hit their their own hill in their own business and everything here in, in short periods of time. And too many people are saying this is not the hill to die on. And it may not be. I don't know. Uh, but if we don't start standing and uh, I think a a critical hill that we're all on is our children and school. If we don't say that our children is a hill to die on, uh, we got nothing. We got nothing. We can't sell our children out because we're afraid of backlash. We've got to stand up. And (laughs) there was a viral video that went over uh, the Internet yesterday, day before a guy who stood up to his his uh, school board, local school board, and just wigged out on him. And he was right. He's joining us. Right after the uh, top of the hour here. Stand by, he's next. Hello, you sick freak. Welcome to the program. Have you had enough? Have you had enough of the teachers' unions blocking our kids from going back to school? Joe Biden says he's not going to get involved in that. Of course not. He's beholden to the teachers' unions. The teachers unions are what's stopping our kids from going back to school. And the science is very clear. Not only can we protect our children in school and the teachers, but we're actually doing harm if we don't send them back. And yet nobody seems to want to find an answer. Well, one father had enough. We talked to him. 
in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. If you have a pulse, you know, I, I, I have a neighbor who I was talking to about music the other day. And uh, he said, um, my wife hates music. And I said, what? He said, yeah, my wife just hates music. I said, all music or just certain guys? He said, all music. She just hears it as noise. And I said, I don't know if I could do that. And he said, it was almost a deal breaker when we were dating. He said, she cannot listen to music. I can't imagine That's your awful. life like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm listening to music all the time, especially, uh, especially, you know, in meetings, uh, you know, when I have to watch something, I'll just put in the earpod and I don't have the little white sticks coming out because I have, uh, I have Raycon earbuds. If you are, if you want something that is really good, that you can really listen to your favorite podcast or, or whatever, um, you're going to get the same quality. I personally think they're better than Apple AirPods and it's half the price. I mean, between the short cords and the really expensive products, I mean, Apple had me at hello. Uh, if you want really great sound, isolating, a comfortable fit, you got to try Raycons. Raycons. Right now, they're offering 15% off all of their products. Uh, all you have to do is go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. You get uh, 15% off your entire Raycon order. So grab a pair, maybe an extra one, because you know your kids are going to steal them. It's buyraycon.com slash Beck. All right, I, I want to play this audio from a parent in Virginia who has been going to his school board over and over and over again, calmly saying, stop it. We have to have a plan to open the schools. Here's what happened this week, and it just went viral. You should all be fired from your day jobs, because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system figure it out or get off the podium because you know what there are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out it's not a high bar raise the freaking bar now, as he was walking out, one of the school board members, and I, I want to quote this, uh, one of the school board members uh, said, please wipe this down the podium, wipe it down ahead of time. We don't want anything to infect us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. These people are out of control. We have that dad on the phone now. His name is Brandon Amishan. He is originally from New York. They just moved out of New York to come down to Virginia, and uh, he finds himself uh, in this situation. Brandon, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. 
I actually grew up in Loudoun County and, you know, spent a lot of my professional career in New York before coming back because of COVID. So um, I am, you know, a local here in heart. So, so Brandon, um, I noticed that you were, you were calm and then you got to the garbage, (laughs) the garbage people that are picking up your trash and you just, you just exploded. Did something happen that you saw like they weren't listening to you or not watching you or, uh, or did you just, was this just all pent up because of the number of times you've said this to them? Yeah, I think it's a few things, right? I don't really think this is a political uh, party issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's a ma- right. I, don't, I don't really care if you're red, blue, green, or orange. It's about the children. And I have to give a shout out to my wife and mother and the many others who've actually been involved with getting schools open longer than I have. I think, as you said early on, yeah, yeah I, we've went numerous times and tried many different tactics jingles, rhymes, you know, Mm. pleading to open schools. But after, and you didn't see it in in my video, but my five-year-old daughter and eight-year-old son spoke before us. And, you know, I I just had had enough. And, and, you know, what I decided was I'd try a more stern tactic, which, you know, is obviously resonating, but I just wanted them to pay attention because I didn't feel like they were paying attention. Um, I, I, I mean, I saw the video. I don't know if they were looking at you, but I, I've, I've seen this kind of video over and over again. These people sit behind the dais and and they just are disconnected from it. You speak and they're like, your time is up and then you have to leave. And it, it just there seems to be and I, I know this isn't true, but it seems to be that there's really no compassion and 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 no science involved in this. Did you feel that way? Do you feel that way? Well, yeah. I mean, I think what got me fired up was my son, my eight-year-old son, you know, who's never really spoken publicly. You know, he spoke on, on the virtual um, stuff before, but this first time in person, he, you know, he was, you know, he was shaking a little bit. He, he was upset after we left because he said, I felt like I was being judged. And, mm. you know, it, it's hard because these are our educators and our mentors and the people who are supposed to be examples for our kids. And I've been numerous times and not once have I heard the school board say thank you to these children who are, look, there's adults who, who can't even stand up in front of people with confidence right. and, these ch- and just say, hey, thank you for your time, sir, or thank you, ma'am, and, and let them know that you don't have to agree with them, but let them know that you're doing something that it, it is, you know, it is intimidating and scary. And after months of doing this, I just, you know, kind of just triggered something. It's interesting because uh, the um, I don't know if you remember the um, Norman Rockwell paintings of the four freedoms, but one is a guy standing up and it's the freedom of speech. And you, are you familiar with this painting by Norman Rockwell? Yes. Yes, I believe so. Um, he's standing up to a school board and in his pocket, it has the school board agenda in his pocket. So it's clearly him standing up and saying, look, we need some changes in our school. Uh, it, there's nothing more American. And, and yet, uh, I, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, because as we were talking before you came on, the science is really clear. There aren't any scientists that are saying keep the kids home. Um, there, there, there's no science that shows that the kids or anybody re- is in real danger at school. And the science also is on the side by keeping our kids out of school. We're doing significant damage to our kids. Why are they not doing anything? 
Look, uh, first and foremost, I think the vast majority of teachers, you know, want to be back in school. I mean, they're they're in just as tough a situation. Like my daughter's kindergarten teacher, they're not supposed to be college online professors. So I think they're frustrated as well. I think the CDC came out with guidelines recently that are that have shown or and this is the people who are the professionals within, you know, disease control saying mm-hmm. that there are mitigating factors that you can do and, and the spread of this virus albeit it's a horrible thing. I don't discount that the spread of this virus can be mitigated through certain, you know, certain steps. And I think it's like a 12 or maybe it's more than that 12 steps that have shown to be effective. And I just think all throughout the country, there are parents. And and I say this because, you know, I've been given a little bit of a voice as a conduit, if you want to call it, but I'm just a dad who cares about my kids and there's fathers and mothers and caretakers all throughout the U.S. and world who care about that. And I think, you know, parents are speaking out and, and they just want to, they want to see solutions. And if anything, they just want to see a plan and they want to see that plan attempted to be executed and not the goalpost moved. So can you, you said, you know, there's a line of people out there. Um, a, why were they not in the committee room? Uh, and, and was it a line of parents that had the same kind of viewpoint that you did? And has there been any movement? Well, yeah. Well, because of the guidelines, they only have the, the podium and, it, you know, it's, I don't know, 30 feet away. It's a massive room. I think in a normal environment, that room's filled with chairs and people can go in and speak. Um, they have you waiting out in the hall, you know, socially distanced. And I'm out there with my, my two-year-old, my five-year-old, my eight-year-old and my wife. And there's other families with kids that, the, the you know, it's not getting attention as much, but there was a father with a special needs son yeah. who, who spoke a, a minute or two before us and he yeah. signed up for both of them and he wasn't given the time to speak for his son who is a non audible, you know, special needs student. Well, you know, look, if you're, if you're not willing to listen to your constituents, that was my point, right? Like I personally am not running for an office. This is just a father who cares. And there's other people who are out there who care as well. But if you're running for office, do something. And if you don't want to do something, there are people who will step up and do it. Leadership is hard. It's not easy. It's not fun sometimes, but leadership is what built this great nation. Um, And I think that, you know, if you don't want to, if you're not up for the task, then let someone else do it because people always forget there is someone who will step up. Uh, Let me, uh, let me play that other father that uh, you were just talking about. Here's the audio. He has trouble standing still for 30 seconds for speaking in front of you. How can you expect him to sit in front of a computer every day, every hour, focus and get an education? That's impossible. Impossible for him and impossible for over 11,000 more kids who are special education with special needs in LCPS. But instead you decide to sweep his problems under the rug and focus on giving raises, new mascots, renaming athletic fields and a whole lot of powerpoints thank you sir across equity i'm the next speaker as well sir only one you can only sign up for one spot and i'm sorry is your is your name um upen yes so we'll count that and we appreciate you bringing your child so you're saying he cannot speak for himself so i can't speak for him on his behalf you sir you're the one who said he cannot speak on his behalf exactly so i spoke for his behalf till now and i'm now speaking for myself if i could sir I can only allow one speaker one minute, so I'm sorry, you'll have to... Uh, well, I just one have to minute. say then, if you, you guys don't really vote for him, you're letting him down, 
and a lot of other so, sir, I would like Brandon uh, one minute how do you even make a point in one minute it's hard I mean he was he was a couple people before me right and so I could hear him and they buzz you like there's a buzzer it's a loud thing you know they really they want to make you know make it known that you're out but Look, I lived in New York for the last 10 years up until six months ago. And, you know, it's a fast talking city. I can talk pretty quick, but trying to get your point articulate, you know, articulate your your point in 60 seconds is hard. I even stumbled, you know, you have a mask on, Mm -hmm. kids standing around, like it's not easy. And it's, we as a society need to have some compassion. And if we can't show as, as educators, and again, educators, mentors, and, you know, school boards who are supposed to be the examples of that. If we can't have compassion, then, then, then who are we? And again, I just care about the children, right? This is about, I'm, this isn't about me. This is about the children and getting them back. And you mentioned earlier, the mental health side of this is so much worse than anyone sees. Mike, I know. that was a handicapped father, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what he's going through. My five-year-old daughter barely wants to sit in front of a screen. Adults don't want to sit in front of screens for that long. My eight-year-old's defeated, right? They just want to make friends. They're kids. There's valuable, you know, seniors who didn't have graduations, third graders who didn't have kickball or field day. Like, there are valuable life experiences that we are missing. And and there's just people who are not saying, here's a plan and let's execute it. And if you don't want to go, don't go. But yeah. for those who do, let them and let the teachers who want to go back, go back as well. Amen. Amen. Brandon, thank you very much. Brandon Michon uh, from Virginia, the parent that uh, stood up at his school board and uh, I think spoke for a lot of us who are parents. And I hope there are more of you uh, standing up and I hope you've inspired people to stand in their own community. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks so much. You bet. Goldline right now is offering a huge promotion on self-directed IRA acquisitions for their retirement accounts. You know, we were just talking to a uh, investment expert here just uh, about a half an hour ago, and we were talking about the value of the dollar. And he's like, you got dollars. Where are you going to put it? I mean, where are you going to put it? He's like, if you're going to sell this, what are you going to do with it? You're going to put it in dollars? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Joking. I'm going to put it in dollars. That's true. Mm. The ones who are really going to get screwed are the people who have spent their whole life saving their money, playing by the rules, your dollars. If you think you have your retirement ready to go, your dollar is losing value every single day. Please call Goldline about their self-directed IRA acquisitions for retirement accounts before the dollar crashes. Call to find out how to protect your long-term retirement portfolio with physical precious metals. Also, Goldline is running an extremely limited inventory special on their legal tender bar cars, uh, cards that I personally helped design with the Canadian Mint. It is the gold bar that acts like a coin. It's one of my favorite products because you can carry it in your wallet, in your purse, and if you're traveling or something, you'll know you'll be able to get home uh, because it's actual gold currency from the Canadian Mint. These things have been out of stock for months gold line has just minted a new very limited batch of the cards they're probably they may be sold out by now you'll also receive a half ounce pure silver bullion coin at no additional cost get them before they're all gone call now they're standing by waiting to hear from you please protect 
yourself, your family, your retirement. Call Goldline now, 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We were talking about this a little bit before the break in the four minute buzz on Blaze TV, but it, there's a lot of things that have been difficult to figure out through COVID. We mm-hmm. can all go back and find comments from Anthony Fauci or anybody on Twitter mm-hmm. that, that were saying things that were incorrect in February and March and April. Mm-hmm. Right. However, even going back to that period, mm-hmm. scientists were saying schools should not close. And even and I can understand. I remember when they first the first interview I heard about COVID really lengthy uh, interview. I remember thinking to myself, you know what? Kids, right? Like you can't send kids back to school, right? There's no way the government's going to send kids back to school in the middle of this Uh before we knew anything about the virus. Right. Mm -hmm. And as it was clear, the science showed over and over again. That okay. You, okay. You don't care at all. No, I, no, no. I, I mean, Mr. Rockharded. Mr. Rockharded, <sighs> you apparently have not seen the interpretive dance. No. Done by the Chicago Teachers Union. Oh well, no, I haven't. So Wait, play that it. Please, my here it is. Well, of course it will. Watch. This is interpretive dance that the teachers union in Chicago did to make sure people understand that they can't go back to teach this is just them dancing to weird generic synth music make it make sense make it make sense see what i mean that's what they're saying safety is is essential essential. (laughs) okay this is keep our students and teachers and our teachers safe they're just dancing in their living rooms though uh and one's outside Uh, but they're not together and it's because it's not safe to go back to school. Okay, I have a major change of opinion. And you should not send your kids back to that school. <laughs> you are exactly right. If you're in Chicago, do not. And these were your kids. These were your kids' teachers. Run. I am run full, for the border. Full flip flop. <laughs> Keep the schools closed. <laughs> wow. Holy. This is crap. what they're doing. Look, and those two teachers are doing it in the same room without a mask. Oh my god. And they're next to each other. Uh, I mean, this is what the teachers union releases in Chicago. Can you imagine being a parent? How pissed you'd be. Oh my gosh. Because there was this kind of thing that happened during the you know the heat of the pandemic, where first responders would do these kind of fun little TikTok dances uh, to you know to blow off some steam or whatever. And there's a certain percentage of people who just got pissed off. It's like, wait a minute, we're in the middle of this crisis. You're not letting us out of our houses, and you guys are doing f- funny TikTok dances together. I mean, you know, maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction as they worked a lot of long hours, and I don't know. But like, this is a totally they're just home dancing while your kids are suffering i know and they're telling you that they have to be kept safe when when of course every other first every other frontline worker is out there doing their thing well here's the thing yeah frontline workers Mm -hmm. cowards the teachers union they're they're making themselves into cowards first of all their demand was uh, not until we get a vaccine okay well we have one now now they're saying not until the children are vaccinated. A, the children are not at risk. The risk is way below 1%. 
They're not at risk. And you want to do a vaccine on children that hasn't been tested on children? Are you out of your mind? Stop telling me to follow science. You need to follow science and stop with the interpretive dance. Teachers, unless you're part of this, you've got to stand with the parents and get back to work. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, I was thinking about today hauling out my guitar and my harmonica, neither which, uh, neither of which can I uh, can I play. Um, but uh, I wanted to play. It's kind of a bluesy thing called sitting in the waiting room at the mechanic shop, kissing my money goodbye uh, because I didn't get Car Shield Blues. Now it's a little wordy, yes, a little wordy, but I think you'll like the music. If I could play the guitar or the harmonica, you'd 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 understand. So let me just say this. If you've ever had the blues because your check engine light went off and you're like, I'm not going to check my engine light because I know what that's going to cost. And then it gets worse. That's the blues. Okay, grab your harmonica or get car shield. If anything like this happens to you and your car breaks down, you have 24/7 roadside assistance. They get you a rental car while yours is in the shop. They pay the mechanic whether it's the dealership or, you know, your local mechanic, doesn't matter. They pay them. They don't pay you, so you're not having to fork out the money. Get covered now. carshield.com, carshield.com. Promo code Beck save 10% right now. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You're going to save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Uh, GameStop is crashing down 55% today. Uh, one of the reasons is you're, you're not allowed to buy, at least on certain platforms. Uh, it's just not, this is just not good for anybody. For anybody, um, I want to talk to uh, Jeff in Pennsylvania. You're on a local school board. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for taking my call. You I bet. was listening with interest to the gentleman from Loudoun County, Virginia, and I serve on a local school board. And we are in session, but we are under rather draconian uh, limitations imposed upon us by the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They have these just these raw number uh, parameters that if you have an extra COVID case and it exceeds a certain rolling average, then you've got to shut down. Right. Um, and it's just... So let me ask you... No, it's best to be, Go ahead. So let me ask you this, Jeff, cause, because I know the situation that some people are in on school boards like that, like what well, you're describing. But I think there's a problem in America where everybody is sick of hearing the buck passed. And so when you bring up a very valid point, we can't do anything. Is there anybody on the school board or have you uh, organized uh, people to say, look, I I agree with you, but we have to take this and kick this up to the state. So let's go do that. I think if school boards that were trapped went with parents and they were a united school board and said, this has got to stop. I think you'd be heroes. Well, I, I believe we have done that in certain cases, especially when dealing with athletics. Yeah. We have gone to those people above us. We have talked to our local legislators. Uh, in fact, where I live, 
both the Senate and the House majority leaders are my personal representatives. Mm. You know, I elected them. Um, They listen and they're trying. Um, But it's at the administrative level. It's the, you know, it's Mm -hmm. the government, governor's level, the and that's where it's that deep state, Yeah. <laughs> uh, even in Pennsylvania. Uh, I've got a Democrat uh, uh, governor here who just thinks he's, you know, he's God almighty. Um, and I not agreed with him from the get go on this. We are trying and we have an administration that runs our schools that knows how important it is to get school kids in school. They're on the phone to the Department of Education almost daily talking to the the various uh, health people there and saying, listen, you know, we got one more, but we can do this. So we're trying. Um, not all school boards are like that, but I think most of the school boards in our area, they know the value and they're trying to keep the kids in school. That's Je- paramount. Jeff, thank you very much for your call and God bless you. G- good luck. Sincerely. Good luck. Um, um, People have got to control their anger as much as, uh, as you know, I mean, just been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed on so many fronts. But I will tell you uh, one event, one event and your freedom is gone. One event. That's how close we are. Pray as hard as you've ever prayed for sanity and for protection and that. Uh, those who wish to do harm uh, are thwarted. Uh, let me go to uh, Tom in Oklahoma. Hello, Tom. Hello, sir. How are things? Well, actually, uh, I'm doing uh, quite well. I'm one of those people who is uh, teleworking right now. So oh, good. Uh, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a retired military officer. Um, and uh, once upon a time, I actually taught at one of the senior military colleges uh, in the command and control arena. And, and what does that mean? Com- in- for those who don't know, what's command and control? Well, command is the authority you have to uh, order troops to do things. Control is the method by which you actually get them to do things. Okay. And uh, mm. the uh, the situation in D.C. has got me actually very confused. Um, I've talked to my senator. I've talked to my governor. And I'm not getting a whole lot of response. Um, I want to know. By whose authority are they out there? Did they deploy under Title 32, which is state control, or did the federal government call them up to federal service? Under okay, Title so 10? so here's the thing: um, Washington D.C. is not a state, so the mayor actually made the request. So they're on the request of the mayor, who is really kind of a stand-in governor. Yeah, and uh, that's where. I go down two different roads in the command and control situation. Are they organized as a task force? If so, there has to be a designated commander. And besides holding them to account for the logistical support that our troops apparently aren't getting, um, under the joint operational planning and execution system, the commander has to publish a commander's intent. What's the purpose of him being there? What's the method that they're going to employ? And what's the end state? When do they accomplish the mission? I haven't seen anything like that. Which Where would you find that? I'll, I'll have my researchers uh, look. Where would we look? 
Yeah, that would be in the uh, operational orders issued to subordinate commanders out there. So you've got uh, apparently 50 different state uh, commanders that are deployed out there with their troops that would have received that. Um, it, you know, it may end up being classified, but it shouldn't be because they're there um, under Title 32. It's got to filter back to the states. Um if they're not organized as a task force and there's no designated commander, then I have a very disturbing thought that the Pentagon or the National Guard Bureau are actually functioning as a general staff. And what I mean by that is, the, uh, as an example, the German general staff functioned to both plan and execute operations. Uh, that's actually against the law here in the United States for the Pentagon or the National Guard Bureau to act that way. So... I am utterly confused by what authority they are operating and what mission they're accomplishing. So I, you know, I'm going to, I'll, I'll see if I can get some governors on the phone and get an answer uh, to that question. You're in Oklahoma. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, what's your governor's name? Kevin Stitt. Okay. I don't know Kevin. Um, is he Republican or Democrat? He is Republican. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll see if I can reach out and get some information uh, Sarah, could you just ask the staff to do that? Uh, we'll see if we can get some information because I'm I'm interested as well. Uh, what are they doing there? What is the intel? Why can't we hear uh, any of the intel? Um, and they're saying that they have no intel that says that there's going to be domestic unrest, and yet that's why they're there. So 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 which is it? What is going on? I think this is really important and. Quite honestly, if um, if we don't start getting satisfactory answers, our governors should say, I'm not putting the National Guard. I'm not giving you my troops, calling them home. I think Greg Abbott just did that. Uh, we're not playing this game uh, because it's really important. And I'll tell you one thing by by stationing military in Washington, D.C., you cannot normalize that americans have not seen that since 9 11 nor should we see that that is not who we are so we don't want to normalize it the other thing is uh, i have a real problem uh, especially in washington dc because congress oversees washington dc it's the mayor and then congress and uh i don't want congress telling the National Guard what to do. Uh, it's going to, it, it will disenfranchise a lot of people. We cannot lose faith in our military. It's one of the only things that is left. And if they begin to look like they're puppets and they are doing things that they should not be doing here in the United States, that is a very, very bad thing. Very bad thing. And we should all be concerned about that. Thanks so much for your phone call. I'll try to get back with some uh, information on that uh, for you tomorrow. Uh, tonight, I have, I have a podcast. I'm like, I'm, I haven't felt this way since we had uh, Ray Kurzweil on. Mm. I'm a science geek. I just love science. This guy is a black holes uh, expert. Um, he's an astrophysicist. He's the, uh, head of the, uh, uh, I think astrophysics, 
uh, you department. Sound like a scientist. Yeah. Are you are you in the Hall of Fame for science? Too? I am. I can't. Yeah, even, yeah. I'm a doctor, man. I'm a doctor. That's you true. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so excited to talk to him. He just wrote a book called Extraterrestrial. And uh, he makes this compelling, compelling case in it that we have witnessed. The whole world has witnessed an encounter with the extraterrestrials in 2017. But if you read his book there, that while that is part of the story and a big part of the story, there's another part of the story. And that is freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom in the science community to question things. Uh, it is going to be a fascinating interview. It's going to happen uh, today on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Just look for my podcast and uh, you'll be able to hear it as we do it uh, here. And 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 you got to listen to it. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't know this guy at all. I don't know what he thinks he's getting himself into. Um, but, uh, you know, most people, when they do interviews with people like this, they're like, so tell me about the green men. Okay, well, I mean, uh, like, uh, I mean, hypothetically, uh, are they lizards? He's not going to get those kinds of questions. Uh, and uh, and I'm excited to hear him. I'm really excited to hear him talk, and I think you will be, too. Uh, his name is Avi Loeb, and uh, he's from Harvard. He'll be on the podcast at Blaze TV. Otherwise, if you just want to get the podcast on the regular rotation, it will be out on Saturday, wherever you get your podcasts. But all the cool kids are going to be doing it tonight. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Philip lives in Minnesota. Ah, oh, gosh, Philip. Sorry to hear that. Two people. I was in the driveway. I came in, or in the parking lot. I came in yesterday. I had to run home, do something, and come back uh, for the show. And uh, these two people uh, follow me in, and I'm like, uh, SWAT team. Uh, I got somebody following me in. And I get out of the car, and it's this couple from Minnesota. And they are here in Texas, and they've been Blaze subscribers forever, since the beginning. And they said, we just wanted to come by the building. We knew that you guys would be closed for COVID. I'm so starving for anybody to be in this building. I was like, come on, I'll give you a tour. It was great. We hung out yesterday. They watched the show live. It was really neat. Uh, But anyway... Philip lives in Minnesota with them. Uh, He had several knee injuries, and as a result, he spent years fighting both pain and stiffness in his knees, even his hip. After hearing about uh, Relief Factor on the radio, Philip decided that he'd give it a try. Two weeks into the three-week trial pack, he discovered that he was going to be ordering more because it was working. And not only did the pain fade away, he says eventually it faded away to nothing. But the stiffness also disappeared as well. Now his knees and his hip don't hurt. They're not stiff. Philip is enjoying life the way you should be enjoying life. Thanks to Relief Factor. Relief Factor. Get out of pain. Just try it. Just try it. It, 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Why? Because it works. Either that or they're just imbeciles. I think that's working for them. Uh, see if you're one of those 70%. You'll know within three weeks. It's relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I want to talk to you about what's happening in Israel. Israel is way ahead of the rest of the world on vaccinations. Yes. Uh, and they are today. They will hit 50 percent of the population 
vaccinated. So we should be able to see quickly uh, whether or not this vaccine works or not. And the first news has come out. Uh, how many people were vaccinated at the time or how big is this? Test so the group study? is three over three hundred and twenty thousand people. OK, uh, so two groups of one hundred and sixty three thousand. So I guess three hundred twenty six thousand one hundred sixty three thousand in each group. So one hundred sixty three thousand vaccinated, one hundred three thousand not vaccinated in the vaccinated group. Three hundred and seventeen people have tested positive mm. in the non in the non vaccinated group. Six thousand four hundred and thirty seven cow. Twenty times as many people. So this is very similar to the results of the trial with a group 10 times the size. Uh, and so it's holding. It's holding just like the trials so far, mm-hmm. which is really encouraging. And again, you know, we could talk about all we can blab on about masks all we want. The bottom line is life gets back to normal when this virus is gone. Do you know, uh, I the, haven't the economy gets back to normal. Everything's open. All of these things that we want happen if this thing goes away. Well, and this no. is really promising. No, no, no. No, 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 not. A, You're not, not going to let me have one minute. Not of with the teachers unions. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. Not with the teachers. Unions no, that's true. Charge. Again, um, if your teachers union will not open up the schools at this point with the amount of science, you probably don't want to send your kids back to that school. You anyway. really I mean, seriously, uh, check the science. Teach. You want, you want those teachers teaching your kids? Again, yeah. we keep be- this is one thing I think that we will look back at on, on this era as conservatives, as the, one of the biggest missed opportunities of our lifetime, because we keep begging people to open up schools. We've been telling everyone our entire lives, these schools don't work. Here's an opportunity to get to your kids in a place that is not the public school. And there are a lot of people who are doing, and I understand like private school is not for everybody. Homeschooling might not be for everybody, but there's pods uh, that have popped up all around the country. I will tell you. Small groups. I- I'm, I'm looking for a pod because if my school, uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> a public private partnership oh nice (laughs) uh if my school keeps closing because somebody in their family had covid and they got to close the school for two weeks i i I just i I can't do it it's a good school but sorry i'll find a pod again it's hard to find options for everybody i understand that but this is the time to investigate whether they exist for you this is it. I mean, we've been saying these schools are indoctrinating to- the kids the whole time. They won't even open them up. They are begging you to find another option. Begging you. And we've been trying to convince you that the uh, teachers unions aren't really about the kids. Well, check out the interpretive dance by the Chicago <laughs> teachers union telling you differently. I mean, what what is what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Stand up. Get your kids back into school. This is the Glenn Beck Program.